0: Welcome to this latest edition of the Maritime Podcast. You're listening to Marcus Hand, editor of Sea Trade Maritime News. And in this episode of the Maritime Minute series, we'll be taking you on a short journey through some of the most significant and interesting stories in the world of maritime that happened during the month of October. The month of October started with a pipeline spill in San Pedro Bay off Huntington Beach in Southern California. Initially, the spill did not seem to have much to do with shipping, apart from coating the hulls of vessels waiting for weeks in the bay to get into the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach. However, investigations quickly turned towards container ships waiting in San Pedro Bay having dragged anchor and damaged the pipeline. Initially, a Hapag Lloyd vessel. Import was identified, but then eliminated from investigations. And then investigators turned towards analyzing marine traffic data from the past year for a potentially much earlier incident, and an MSC vessel was boarded over a possible incident back in January. At the current time, the cause of the spill remains unresolved, but is of great concern to marine insurers over the possible size of claims in the highly litigious US state. Staying with the environment, the COP26 meeting on climate change was less than a month away, and decarbonizing shipping was high on the agenda in October. In a proactive move, the International Chamber of Shipping set out an industry-led plan to deliver net zero emissions from shipping by 2050. The pathway set out to the International Maritime Organization was considerably ahead of the global shipping regulators' ambition of a 50% reduction emissions from shipping by 2050 and would require the IMO to move quickly to back funding proposals from the ICS. On a different note, we took a look at talent acquisition in shipping. Stories about recruitment in the industry tend to focus on compensation and availability, or lack thereof, of skilled personnel for certain positions. Sitting down with Clarence Ko, director of Singapore-based recruiter Talent Merge, c Trade Maritime News focused in on the recruitment process and how the company is trying to bring video resumes into shipping via its new app, Vervit. Clems explains the advantage of using a video resume. So typically on each, uh, any job that's being put up, we receive anything from 30 to 200 CVs per job posting. Likewise, any employer that posts up a job, they will receive this number. And from that 30 CVs, if you look at the lowest number, they may shortlist six to eight CVs that comes in for online interviews. But even though they are an online interview, each interview will take on average 30 minutes. So if we say uh, five CVs that's been selected for online interviews, that'll be five times 30 minutes versus five times one minute, which is five minutes. So within five minutes, you have said, you look at this five and you say, okay, I would like to have three of these five. And that will actually streamline your process. Moving into the second week of October, and as the world begins to return to normal, SeaTrain Maritime News attended in-person events on opposite sides of the globe. At a forum marking the 10th anniversary of the Singapore Maritime Institute, the Singapore government committed to its further funding as a key part of the city-state's Maritime R&D plans. Ji Hong Tat, Singapore's Senior Minister of State for Transport, told attendees at the forum. So SMI has certainly done well, the last 10 years, it will build on its good work and continue to play a key role to set the R&D direction for Maritime Singapore. I am happy to announce that the Maritime and Port Authority of Singapore will allocate eighty million billion to SMI for the next five years to support its initiatives. With this funding, SMI can continue to pursue its mission to grow Singapore as a leading global maritime research centre of excellence Focusing on next-generation port, smart shipping, and green technologies. So as Mr. Han-Cheng said earlier, we have Hup port, we have International Maritime Centre, and we hope that we can also be a global maritime research centre. Meanwhile, in Stanford, Connecticut, leading North American maritime executives gathered at CMA Shipping 2021, DNV Maritime CEO, Knut Ulbricht-Nielsen, addressed the audience via video link, highlighting that as shipping searches for ways to decarbonize its operations, collaboration would be the fuel of the future. He told the audience, there are several zero carbon fuel options, from hydrogen to e-ammonia, that all come with many technical challenges as well as risks. It's all about collaboration. The problem is bigger than any single company. Meanwhile, for those worried about how much zero-carbon shipping will end up costing the consumer, Morten Arnson, executive chairman of Team Tankers, had some reassuring words for the readers of Sea Trade Maritime News. It won't be dollars of cost to the consumer, it'll be pennies. The gallon of gasoline, which has five cents of transportation cost today, may have eight cents today. So, a little bit more, but it's not going to kill the consumer. The Heineken will cost another Penny or two to get transported, but it won't kill the joy of the beer. So the world will have to pay more, but it's not going to kill the economy. Moving into the third week of October, supply chain congestion was back in the spotlight, with consultants Drury warning the situation would not return to normal until the end of 2022. Simon Heaney Drury Senior Manager of Container Research said no single part of the supply chain was responsible and while shipping lines were under review by some regulators, they were not to blame, merely the lucky winners. This luck now translates into Drury forecasting container shipping lines are expected to report an eye-watering $150 billion in earnings before interest and tax in 2021. In a sign that things certainly were not getting any better, the number of container ships waiting in San Pedro Bay to berth at the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach hit an all-time high of 79 on the 21st of October, according to the Marine Exchange of Southern California. (music) Heading into the final week of October, and we stayed with container shipping congestion. Ocean Network Express CEO Jeremy Nixon said in an update on the company's initiatives that they expected to see continued bottleneck constraints as a result of landside labor shortages and high consumer and industrial demand for products. Nixon said hundreds of ships waiting around the world at anchor is the effect and not the cause of such inland logistics bottlenecks backing up into port infrastructure. The landside supply chain challenges appear to be somewhat universal, but North America and Europe seem to be most significantly impacted. Meanwhile, ship owners were alarmed by rising costs of P&I insurance for 2022. The West of England announced a 15% hike, while the UK club revealed a 12.5% rise at the next renewal. More clubs are expected to follow suit with double-digit increases and owners are thought likely to start shopping around before next February's renewal. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure you never miss an episode of the Maritime Podcast by subscribing on your preferred app. And that's all we have time for on this episode of Maritime In Minutes. To learn more about the stories mentioned in this podcast, visit trade maritimecom and sign up for our newsletter. Thank you for listening.